What's up, y'all, man? This is episode one, very first episode of the Self-Medicated Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. For those of you who have tuned in to the trailer, uh, y'all know a little bit about what this podcast is. This is basically your home for moderately informed takes. This is uh, where you can turn to to get a little bit of information about the shit that everybody's talking about, but you don't really know about. This is the way you cannot be a dumbass person on social media or a, or a dumbass person in real life. This is uh, your gateway to a little substance in your life and hopefully um you know hopefully this podcast will help you do that um so i'm troy aleem aka the wayfair i am your host uh i am joined by the crew justin and ish today um <clears throat> these are my my producers for lack of a better word i'll figure out a title for y'all that is more sexy later on but <laughs> as of right now that's what i got rocking with me yeah man so uh Oh, one other thing. I want this podcast to come out on Mondays, right? So I want all of y'all to tune in early on Monday morning before you get into work, before you have any kind of contact with the outside world, listen to this shit um, to prepare. This should uh, should get you on point. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, let's get into it. What's, uh, what's first on the docket? I think I wanted to talk about some new music. Ish and I was listening to um, the uh, Eminem album uh on the way over here and we were talking about the song godzilla right with juice world and <clears throat> it's interesting i hear a lot of i hear i heard a lot of criticism about this song uh saying that it's too wordy and really the, the album overall is too wordy but i don't know i feel like this is eminem's best album in years first of all and i almost feel like it's because it's so wordy right like he's doing what Eminem does. We know he's the GOAT because of his wordplay and extensive, long-winded rhyming ability. So I feel like for him to go back to that is kind of dope. And and the wordy shit is kind of Eminem's signature anyway, right? Like, he was the first one to, uh, to like, well, I wouldn't say the first one, but like that fast rapping into pop songs. I feel like Eminem was the first one doing that. Nobody was really doing that before him, so. For him to go back to that, I think was super duper dope. Um, I really enjoyed the album. I thought it was lit. That third verse on uh, Godzilla is ridiculous. That's one of them shits that you like, even if you memorize every word, you'll never be able to say it. Like the punches in there had to be crazy, first of all. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's something else that I, I've always been interested in too is like, now that I have uh, some moderate experience listening to like how the song recording and like vocal recording process goes, I would love to see how like some of my favorite artists actually go about recording, right? So like we know, for example, Eminem used hella punches in that third verse, but like where did he build them in? How does he like jump back into the beat? I would love to see that. Somebody like Lil Wayne who don't write. And you can tell everything he says is a freestyle, but like, how many times do he stop? How many times do he get caught up? Or does that happen? Right? I feel like that would be a dope ass show. Kind of, I think they do that. Uh, Title might do that in Bless the Booth, but like the behind the scenes version of Bless the Booth, like the process type version. I feel like that would be a cool last show. I would love to see Eminem and Lil Wayne and doing that. Who else would be interesting to see fucking up in the studio? <laughs> Who else has like a very unique, complicated voice? I think Young Thug, but Young Thug don't care. He just will blur the words if it don't make sense. 
Right. You know what I mean? He'll just keep the melody. You know, he, he don't care. I feel like he probably edits the least of music. Him and Future just Buster. Buster Rhymes. Yeah, he does his fast shit. He's got to be punchy for sure. Uh, probably Lupe because he's so damn complex. Yeah, Lupe oh, is complex. Yeah. <clears throat> Did y'all hear about the conversation? Uh, I don't know if this was serious or not, but Lupe taking Joe Budden's spot in a uh, in a uh, slaughterhouse. I feel like no, <laughs> nah, I do not, cause I don't want to hear Lupe rap with them niggas. I feel like they all can rap, but stylistically thinking about like the sounds that you want to hear. So another example, I was talking to uh, my homeboy Stevie, and he was saying how he wishes that Lil Wayne did with the dedications what Tory Lanez did with Chick State Five, right? And remix them songs that he remixed have the original artists do a new verse on them too, right? But then I was thinking about it, and like, I don't want to hear Lil Wayne rap with the Swag Surf niggas. I don't. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I really don't want to hear that. Right? Like, I don't want to hear, uh, what was that song he did off Sorry for the Wait 2, I think? The Gangsta Party remix? I don't want to hear Wayne and Waka. I don't want to hear that. That's not some shit I'm looking forward to. So like, yeah, he could have left it. What was Buddy who did uh, Ice Cream Paint Job? Was it? Yeah. And I don't, do you want to hear Lil Wayne and Duro? Absolutely. I don't. Fuck that. <laughs> What's funny too though is, uh, Stevie made a good point too, is like, if you think about all of Lil Wayne's albums, he do put nobody's on them shits from New Orleans and they sound similar to the motherfuckers, they just not the motherfuckers. Hmm. So I thought uh, I thought that was an interesting conversation, but matter of fact, Wayne is about to drop an album this week, ain't he? Yeah, The Funeral, right? I think it's called Funeral, yeah. Um, I, I saw he was doing a car test with Elliot Wilson. I saw he's doing a Crown interview. Uh, so I knew something was coming. And he did drink chops. Is that episode out yet? I don't think so. I can't wait for that. That's the one I want to see. Uh, Lil Wayne getting lit is always something that I want to see. <laughs> it's always uh, something that I want to have my eyes turned into. But yeah, I think Lil Wayne's uh, album is dropping Friday. Um, <clears throat> man, Lil Wayne releases are the most emotional shits ever for me, y'all. Because I always have high expectations and I'm damn near always disappointed. Like, I've been disappointed in Wayne releases since Carter 3. Like, Carter 3 was good, but I feel like it's a super overrated Lil Wayne album, especially coming off Carter 2 and the dedication that came up before that shit. That Carter 3 fell flat. And then everything else after that basically fell flat in my mind until Dedication 6. When Dedication 6 came out, I was like, oh shit, Lil Wayne is back. And this was right after the Free Weezy album when he uh whatever broke up with baby <laughs> when they broke up <laughs> when they broke up he did the free wheezy album which was good it had the i feel good the james brown flip on there had that song glory on there and that was some good rapping but then dedication six came out and i was like oh shit this is like vintage wayne this is good so i'm, I'm in a weird place with this funeral album man i don't know if it's if it's gonna be good i don't know if it's gonna be poppy i don't know what to expect I really don't know what to expect with the Lil Wayne album. But I'm gonna listen to it though, for sure. Apparently, like some of these songs on YouTube, I don't know if it's new or not. Like Lil Wayne, where he's like. What you mean you don't know if it's new or not? Songs or something like that on YouTube says like six days ago, ten days ago. You know what I mean? Like. So that's the that's another thing. That's another thing. So like listening to music is different now too. So, like, um, where would you go to find new music? Like folks our age, where like are you tuned in to new music? Like are you seeking or searching out new music? Yeah. 
I I do, and I feel like we do because we are like just kind of like that. But I feel like a lot of people don't do that. A lot yeah. of people don't yeah. have like a place to go hunt and search for new music to get in tune with like the new young folks or anything like that, which is interesting. And I say that to say because we used to just type in the album name and the artist into YouTube and it'll just pull up. But now that is not necessarily official. It might be like a leak or it may just be somebody random just use this tags right. and titles, right. right? Like now the home, like they're once again, official homes for artists releasing music, which was like kind of the opposite of the purpose of the streaming services and like Napster and all of that stuff, right? So it's funny to see it come right back full circle. Whereas like now the streaming services are the gatekeepers to official new music, right? Like that's where it's gonna be first. You're not gonna find it on YouTube first. I can't tell you how many songs I first heard for the first time on YouTube in a rabbit hole. Now that's not happening, right. you know what I mean? Any new music I hear is off a playlist from streaming or something like that. So yeah, it's super interesting. And I'm not shouting out any of these streaming services yet. I'm not getting advertising yet. This is episode motherfucking one. Um, oh. That's the other thing I wanted to talk about. So the Life is Good song. So I've been seeing people talk about this Life is Good song and cutting it off uh, at the end of Drake's song, right? Uh, mm -hmm. at, the, at, the, at the end of Drake's verse, which um, this is the purpose of this podcast so that you don't get trapped into having that conversation. Like, why are you cutting the song off at Drake's part? Mm -hmm. You want to be a little bit more informed, right? So this is, this is the purpose of this. What I'm about to tell you is why you should listen to this podcast every Monday from now on. Um, <clears throat> The thing about Life is Good that everybody's talking about is the transition of the songs, right? Drake does a verse talking about one thing, talking about low-key beef and how big his fucking house is, like he usually does. Um, and then Future is on some stun shit, talking about flying bitches out to Spain in his domain and Audemars and Bentley trucks and pinky rings and all that shit, right? Sounds like two unrelated concepts, but what we forget is these niggas are dropping an album. Right, so this is a single from the album. So this is out of context of where it's placed in the album, which means that content very well might be related in the context of the album. But people are giving it shit, and this is my problem with half-ass consumers. If you go be a consumer, consume all the way. Like, don't be a half-ass motherfucker. Don't listen to this song and be like, oh, this song is trash. Future Spot is trash. Or these, they, why would they mold these two songs together? Like, use your brain a little bit. Understand that it's in the context of an album. So like. Judging when the album comes out, I would say. I just find that like really annoying when people half-ass digest something. It's like, you you not you can't even tell me, and half of those people can't tell you the difference between their verses too. So like they're saying, oh, they're talking about unrelated content, but how do you know? Like, you don't, like, how do you know? Uh, so yeah, that, I thought that was interesting. I, I actually really like the song. Uh, it's a, I like the switch up. I prefer Future's verse personally, myself. Um, Cause it's like it's just a vibe. Future's good at that melodic shit. I like. I really like the lyrics from Drake's part, but uh, the slow flow, the feel good, God's plan shit. Eh. I, I, I got to be in the mood for that. But I felt like it fit well, and it was a good uh, preview to the to the future verse. On to the next. On, on to the next. Oh, the uh, 
Speaking of on to the next, the Swizzy and Rock Nation. Y'all see uh, the footage from the Rock Nation brunch? Do them niggas ever eat or do they just stay in the <laughs> All I see is big ass <laughs> bottles of Ace of Spades <laughs> and like trays with plates on them. I don't ever see any food. <laughs> I literally never see any food on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I love seeing the, uh, I like how the, the Rock Nation brunch is becoming like a, a whole ass event in and of itself now. Um, you know, the, the black excellence, excellence that gathers before the Grammy. Um, you know, all the history behind Grammy snubs and, you know, the, the racial implications of the Grammys and for these mm -hmm. super successful black moguls to um, <clears throat> carve out their own little space in that, I think is super dope. And then on the entertainment side, I always find it funny, like, who does and who doesn't get into the brunch. I think that shit is hilarious, <laughs> yo. They were talking about... Uh, they were talking about, uh, what's, what's G Herbo's ex's name? Uh, Ari. Ari was at the brunch. Because, yeah. you know, she go with Moneybag Yo now. And Moneybag was with Megan. And Megan is signed to The Rock. Mm -hmm. So it's just funny to see, like, all the little strings of people who finesse their way in. And then the, what's not going to come out until later on this week is who didn't get in and was trying to. That, to me, is hilarious. Like, how do you try to get into The Rock Nation brunch? You only, like take that trip if you know you're going, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not for the, I'm not, I'm not gonna be the clown I couldn't get in the Jay's party. Nah, that's not gonna beat me. You could, you could make fun of me for all kinds of shit, but trying right. to get into this one? Nah, 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 nah. I gotta have my motherfucking RSVP registration shit already. Like, I'm, I'm you, you sure I'm here? Ain't gonna be no problems when I get to the door, yeah. right? My name is on the list. Show me my name on the list. <laughs> I'm gonna be double confirmed with everything. Um, but yeah, shout out to shout out to uh to Jay, shout out to Rock Nation. Um that shit is super duper dope to see. We're gonna transition over into some sports things, but I feel like this is a weird time of the year where sports is at a weird time. It's boring as fuck. Like it's it's some sports going on. But it's uh, the storylines are kind of trash, right? Like it's not really no excitement. Now what's weird is we got the um, we got the Super Bowl coming up, right? The Super Bowl is a huge event. Everybody knows about the Super Bowl, but it's like I'm not really maybe maybe because I don't have a team in the fight, but mm -hmm. I'm not really anticipating watching this game. Like I'm not really that excited about it. Um, Go Chiefs. Whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I'm a 49ers fan too. That's what makes it wild for me because, like, obviously I want the 49ers to win. Um, I think they're going to win, but I'm not, like, on the edge of my seat. Can't wait to watch this game, which is a weird feeling for me. And it's a weird time in the NBA too. It's right before the All-Star break. All-Star, which is in Chicago, by the way. We need to figure out our All-Star plans or if we're going to make any. Yo, let's talk about that for a second. Why the hell would you have All-Star in Chicago in February? Why, what, what's the point behind Like, why would you do that? Like like business wise, yeah. like we talk. Right. We, this is a business move. You're not gonna want to go to All Star Oklahoma City. I would in Miami or New York. Exactly. You or, can only do them so many times a year. I mean, you know. No. Uh, nah. Like L A is gonna be tight. You know what I'm saying? L A. L A. would have been good because it's the weekend it after like, Grammy week. So they did it in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, last year, right? Or two close. years ago. New Orleans. Really, I take back the New York statement, but anywhere is warm. Anywhere is warm in fucking yeah, right. February. Chicago in February. That's that insane. Sense. That don't make no sense. Oh, that's where, where, get cold, man. That's what I am. Oh, that's, that is true. <laughs> that's 
Also, you can track All Star Weekend. Is that like, is true, but money do. <laughs> fingers get cold. The fingers, the fingers that peel the dollar bills get cold. They be inside there, <laughs> <laughs> right? In the heat somewhere. I don't know. I feel like that's just anywhere where it's warm. You could go to Arizona. You could go to Texas. You know what I'm saying? You could go to you could go to New Orleans. I think it's good. Don't nobody do nothing in Alabama or Mississippi. I mean, no teams. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. That's a reason for Carolinas, Floridas. Yeah. I feel like there's, I mean, it's just the timing. Like February, like when they did the draft a few years ago, that was in April. That's cool. Like that, it's, it's starting to warm up a little bit. People are outside. Like you can catch some tourists. You can catch like natives to, like you can entice them to come outside when it's decent outside. <laughs> but if it's cold, like bro, no. I don't I don't care Kevin Durant's gonna be limping in the fucking red diamond. I don't care. <laughs> it's too cold. <laughs> um Oh no, but yeah, the Super Bowl, uh I'm taking the the 49ers. Um I think the defense is gonna shut down Mahomes. Honestly, I don't think he can he's gonna be able to do anything with them. They're gonna be able to rush for, drop back everybody else. Um and they're the only ones that I feel like their cornerbacks can contain when he goes off script. So, like, that's what he's best at. He's not necessarily – he gets uh, – I heard somebody say this. He gets fooled a lot by coverage, but where he makes up for it is when he scrambles and, and makes something out of nothing. But you ain't going to be able to do that with the 49ers. So, I don't, I don't, I don't even really think it's going to be a particularly close game. I feel like the Niners are going to win easily. One of the most important things that has happened in sports recently and something that I think – kind of exemplifies a, a underbelly kind of culturally boiling conversation that I think has been started to have in some places, but we ain't really, really addressed this, is the whole uh, Kobe versus LeBron thing, okay? This is, this is, so I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a, I've been a Lakers fan my whole life. This is a, a topic very near and dear to my heart. I feel like this is super layered. I feel like, there's a whole lot of elements to just LeBron and Kobe and the comparisons to each other that a lot of people don't want to address, but I'm gonna share my perspective. So last night, LeBron passed Kobe, I think for third all time on the scoring list, and he did it in the Lakers jersey. So everybody knows Kobe Bryant, lifelong Laker, one of, if not the best Laker ever, just a, just a, a powerhouse of an individual. Uh, I think he has something like 16 All-Stars, uh, something like numerous, would he have two MVPs? Yeah, should like, like should have had four, fuck yeah. you Steve Nash. Uh, <laughs> got five rings, just one of the greatest basketball players ever. Widely considered the closest thing to, to Michael Jordan uh, in terms of not only like killer instinct, but actual style of play um, and, and therefore greatness. Um, lifelong Laker one of the greatest competitors that we've ever seen in sports, right? <clears throat> um, at some point during Kobe's career, the king came onto the scene. Um, uh, one young LeBron James was anointed as the chosen one before he ever dribbled on a basketball court. Um, it was given a lot of accolades and, and praise and respect before he had really earned uh, uh, such a thing, right? <clears throat> and so, I think for a lot of like Lakers and Kobe Bryant fans who, who, who engage in this conversation about greatness, start that story right there. Because in Kobe's 
excuse me, in Kobe's prime is when people started disrespecting him and giving LeBron uh, props for shit he hasn't done yet. He hadn't demonstrated any greatness. He was physically gifted, uh, but hadn't done anything up until that point, right? So fast forward, uh, Kobe retires, uh, iconic last game, dropped 60 some points in his very last game, walked off, he's retired, not coming back, whatever. And whole time, LeBron's star continues to ascend. He finally makes the playoffs, finally starts winning some rings, jumps back and forth between Cleveland, Miami, um, all of these things. New contract comes up, he decides to go to LA, right? LA Lakers. Now, you have to understand as a Lakers fan how bittersweet that decision was. Like, here is the guy who is the reason, the sole reason why anyone disrespects Kobe Bryant's legacy, right? And he has decided to continue building his legacy uh, in the purple and gold where Kobe has established as the most recent great Laker, if not the greatest again, right? So LeBron is already, from my perspective, and this is jaded for sure, he's already like, fuck a Kobe Bryant. I'm gonna come to LA and I'm better than him anyway type thing, right? I'm sure that's not what he was thinking, but as a sensitive Lakers fan, that's what it felt like. But also understanding that LeBron's track record and the fact that the Lakers missed the playoffs for six straight years, and the fact that, if I'm being unbiased, LeBron is the greatest player in the game. I would say, even right now, with Giannis and James Harden in the league, I would still say it. It was bittersweet for him to come to LA, I'm not gonna lie. Um, and it's still bittersweet when they're playing the, the 76ers last night, the, the, the game where he passed the record, and, and, and we didn't win that game. And I think a lot of that reason was for LeBron's passiveness. So it's like little snapshots that keep reminding me of why I don't fuck with this nigga in the first place in terms of his basketball infamy. But he's also like, uh, along with Anthony Davis, obviously kind of changed, like rearranged the Lakers trajectory back on winning track. So it's a very complicated relationship that I have with LeBron. Like he constantly reminds me of why I think um, you know, Kobe's legacy isn't what it is based on people dick riding him. But then he's also kind of resurrected the Lakers at the same time and definitely got us playoff bound and all of this shit. So it's, I don't know, man, it's a very interesting, complicated uh, relationship that I feel as a Laker fan that I have with LeBron. Um, and the thing is, the pressure is on LeBron and we know he don't do well in pressure. He better win a ring in the purple and gold. He, he has to or else all of the other the eight play uh, eight finals appearances in a row, none of that shit matters at all if he don't get a ring in the purple and gold. That's just how I feel about it. Um, that is very very important to me. Um, so like, shout out to LeBron. I think LeBron's a, a dope individual. I think that he's a, a personality that like sports and especially our culture needs like he is very very important in that aspect but if we're just talking about basketball and legacies fuck that nigga <laughs> uh, team mamba motherfucker um all right cool we are almost running out of time we got a couple minutes left um trying to figure out what i want to get into if i want to get do i want to save the relationship topics for later on, because this is episode one, and ears that's gonna be tuned into this ain't gonna be tuned into later episodes, so I could get more vulnerable <laughs> and honest, or should I just jump right into it? Uh, we also got Florida Man. How y'all feel? I mean, you can touch on it a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. All about the drama. So here's the thing. <laughs> um, 
Let's see. How do I how do I talk about this? Women be tripping. Yeah, Women bro. Women be tripping. And my thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. No, for real. So my thing is, we all know, we all like it is well documented. Um, the uh, kind of long-standing confusion by men of understandings, women overall, but especially once they're in relationships, with like reading into things and trying to figure out um, you know, how to navigate emotions, how to navigate conversations, decision-makings, and uh, processes and all of that, right? So there's a long documented history of confusion. So I feel like this is something that we will be able to forever talk about. It's probably going to be a recurring segment on this podcast because there's always some shit I need to talk about in terms of my eternal confusion. So uh, let me ask you a question. If you're, uh, let's say, let's say you decide that you want to fry some chicken, right? <clears throat> Right? Yeah. Let's, let's say. <laughs> hang with me. Hang with me. Hang with me. Yeah, we're going to fry some chicken. So, let, so uh, let's say uh, human A. I'm going to describe two human beings. Y'all tell me which one is the male or female. All right. Human A wakes up in the morning and decides, hmm, I want to fry some chicken. First of all, fried chicken in the morning, question your decision making right there. But it could work. I've had fried chicken in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's great, but <laughs> uh, per- person X <clears throat> decides to fry some chicken. So they uh, defrost their chicken, they season it, um, they um, bread it, right? They choose a, a wet batter, it's irrelevant, but they choose a wet batter. Go ahead and, and batter it all up. Um, and and yeah, that, that's where they're at. Now, human Z wakes up in the morning and says, I want to fry some chicken and decides to check and see if there's oil, check and see if the kitchen is clean, checks and see if we have all of the seasonings, thinks about the side dishes, that, that what else is going to be made with the chicken, um, before really starting to prepare to fry the chicken. Okay? Which human is male? Which human is female? In, y'all, in y'all's estimation. Obviously, it's the second one is the man. Yeah, right. yeah, it's pretty That's obvious, right? So that is what I'm dealing with in my life. My, my, my partner would lie, has decided to fry some chicken and don't know what's in the kitchen. <laughs> and I'm in trouble for not turning the eye on and frying the chicken without evaluating what agree is. I'm not in trouble, but like that's the conflict. Uh, and so I, I just think that's very interesting. Uh, and the weird thing is, and so this is where it gets complicated. So that in and of itself to me is enough, right? Like that's, that's complicated. Who the fuck is going to be able to figure that out? But you try, right? What really makes it, and this is where what takes it over the charts, is when then now because of different approaches to frying chicken, now ain't nobody going to eat. <laughs> right now everybody got to be hungry because we can't agree on how to fry the chicken that's where the things start to get complicated uh so yeah that's like a uh like a bird's eye view with hella metaphors to like mask what the actual argument was about but that at the end of the day is what it is and i don't i mean there's nothing you can do about that it kind of just is what it is you gotta come back later right like that's one of them you gotta you gotta 
come back later in the day and see if you're still hungry. Shit, do you still do you still want some of that chicken? Maybe you need to order from Popeyes. Maybe you don't need to cook it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, <clears throat> that's uh, that's the complicated thing. This is, I think, the first official segment that we're gonna have as a part of this podcast. We're gonna do today's Florida man. So y'all know Florida uh, is kind of insane. There's always some crazy shit going on. So to end our podcast on Mondays on a light note, um, I am going to search today's date and Florida man and read y'all the stories that I see. So today is what, the 26th? 126, Florida man. Let's see what we come up with. The Florida man. Florida man. Florida man finds a World War II grenade and takes it to Taco Bell before calling the police. So apparently this guy, I guess is one of those like dumpster diver dudes that goes to like junkyards and like tries to recover different shit. So apparently he was looking for some uh, different metals at a junkyard. It looks like he found a sledgehammer, accent, um, and a f- motherfucking grenade. <laughs> um, so he, he was magnet fishing is what they what they call it. Magnet fishing. Y'all look that up. That sounds actually like a pretty cool hobby. But of course, Florida got to be extra and do some extra shit. He went to Taco Bell after he magnet fished a fucking grenade. Um, shut down the Taco Bell and called in a bomb threat. But you know what, man? Them Gordita Crunches bang. So I can, how, how, how much can we really blame him? All right, man. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's a wrap. This has been episode one of the Self-Medicated Podcast. Uh, just a friendly reminder to tune in every single Monday on all of your DSPs except for title until I'm on title. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. I even did like a little task for Alexa. So if you say Alexa, play the Self-Medicated Podcast anywhere in the world, it should pull it up. Let me know if that works. Let me know if it doesn't so I can fix that. Um, but we're basically on all the DSPs. Follow us on all social medias. The Self-Medicated Podcast. Search it. Uh, Self-Med Pod on the socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, let us know if there's any topics you want me to talk about. Uh, make sure you subscribe, comment, like, share. All of that shit. I don't know what all of it actually is. Just do all of those things. And yeah, that's a wrap. Peace out. Self-Medicated Podcast. We out here.